The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, and welcome to Thursday. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Brennan Rikers in for Jeff McGuire this week. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning. It is Thursday already, and uh, we come to you from the First United Bank studio where, Jamie, we've... uh, We've had some scattered rain this morning uh, already. Uh, it uh, poured like a banshee in southwest Lubbock about uh, an hour ago. And then uh, here in, on my way to work, parts of the uh, Sharpa Bond were dry and then parts were wet. It looked like we just had scattered showers uh, already this morning here in Lubbock. So uh, your green grass will get greener. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's good. I just mowed it the other night. I'm sure it'll be ready for me to mow by the time I get back to town. And- <laughs> Again, I'm I'm also amazed at the things that the banshees do. I, <laughs> banshee banshees pour wildly. It's mm-hmm. also they they, yeah. they rain a lot. Banshees mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, poured they, like a banshee. Poured like a banshee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have uh, I have two early questions for you. Uh, <laughs> my first my first question is uh, my first question is were there any gators uh, to greet you? Uh, as you arrived there on the tarmac, did they have any of the, the gators from the zoo or just that they brought in on a leash from the swamp or from the uh, Everglades uh, for you guys to uh, to have a gander at so that you'd kind of get a welcome, you know, like you walk into Hawaii or you fly into Hawaii, they give you a lay. Um, didn't know if they had, you know, gators or, or maybe even some gator treats for you as you uh, as you arrived. No, uh, I have not seen a gator yet. I okay. have not. And so this is severely disappointing to me. So right. hopefully, um, you know, it's early in our trip. So sure. hopefully before it's all over with, I'll, I'll get to see one. I, I did find a nature preserve that's pretty close to the hotel that um, has hiking trails. Oh, and, nice. Um, I, I did go to their website and like, you know, saw photos there and mm-hmm. um, looked like a cool place. And at one point, there was a sign that says, um, beware of alligators at this point. They're very mm. dangerous. And so mm. um, that is clearly a place that uh, is high on my list to, to head out to before uh, I leave Gainesville. If you had to use lose a hand, would it be the left or the right? I mean, I know I know you're right-handed, but uh, do you do anything with your left hand that that you that you don't do with your right that it's, it's expendable, so to speak? I'm not, I'm not really planning on le- leaving either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or losing either. So. Okay. And you want yeah. Feet as well. You you need both of those. You stand upright. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like you can. I've not really. I mean, you there's process prosthesis. You know, for for legs and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I sure. You know, for I mean, for foots, feet, foot. <laughs> it's a little could be a little wonky. Uh, my second, my second, uh, just uh, probing question for you. It appears you're growing a, a playoff beard. Is that is that correct, or is it just uh, you just growing a little heavier for the summertime? It looks like looks like you got a little playoff beard going on there. 
No, it's no. the same. It's pretty the same. much every day. Pretty much the same every day. Okay, well, just yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the the sunshine that's the Florida sunshine that's coming through uh, for you today. Jamie, how humid yeah. is it there? Uh, it was pretty overcast yesterday, and uh, it didn't feel humid at all yesterday. It was actually feeling. I had short sleeves on, and it was a little chillier than I would have preferred. Oh, oh. looks yeah. like you have looks like you have nice quarters there too um, at your uh, Gainesville hotel. Yeah. Yeah, quarters nickels dimes <laughs> all of them all of them right there yeah. How, how's the spirit of the ball club um as they're as you're getting ready for friday's game tomorrow's game against yukon uh, i think it's good i think they're uh, excited about the opportunity looking forward to it okay and everybody's everybody's relatively healthy or or is i mean i, I know that trendon parish is 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 probably done is that is that still your presumption um, Coach Tadlock said the other day on Monday that um, his availability would all depend on how long they lasted in this postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he he said that he wouldn't be available this weekend. Okay. Well, just and I'm I'm pretty sure he's not here. I don't I don't remember seeing Trendon. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, we get this already. From Brent, Chuck is in full form today. I may get higher by <laughs> full by Friday. Full full form, full form already. Full full form. Uh, I do have to. I, I have to tell you a story. Okay. Uh huh. So you, I know this is always an interesting thing for you. Um, uh, I'm going to tell you where we went to dinner last night. Oh wow! Okay. We went to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Oh, okay. that's awesome. Okay, and um, the memorabilia there was phenomenal, including his Heisman Trophy, Okay, including all of his championship rings. I mean, it was just loaded with oh, Spurrier memorabilia. Awesome. Including Spurrier seems like a kind of guy like me. There was even like balls that he had from Little League Baseball back in the day when he was a pitcher oh, that he had saved that were important awesome. to him. Okay, so he had memorabilia from just about everything from his time at Duke, from his time uh-huh. as a player at Florida, from his time in South Carolina, all the above. But here's the best part. Okay, here's the best part. There was a a wine drinking bar on top of the restaurant. Okay. And I wanted you to know the name of the restaurant. So I'm going to show it to you on the screen. Visors. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> And awesome. there were many, many of his historic visors mm. that he wore during championship games and stuff like that at the bar. Yeah, at the at the at that restaurant and and bar. Yeah, so visors. I saw visors as the name of the bar, and I was like, oh, that's where Chuck would spend his time. Yeah, absolutely. And was but what was the name of the restaurant part of it? Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Oh man, that is. Uh... That's outstanding. Well, wow, that's 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 really cool. I bet you, I bet you spend a lot of time just kind of walking around and looking looking at stuff. I mean, that that'd be you'd probably. But there's probably some stuff like at people's tables, like you know, like in the kind of set in the in the in the wall or something. You're like, excuse me, I know you're eating your steak, but I really want to see <laughs> Coach Spurrier's baseball from uh, third grade. Well, we had a like a private room, uh-huh. and that's where all the memorabilia was, in mm. There. Mm. and so we could trying to get around to most everything. I think that some other guys had walked through the restaurant and said that there was more out there, but I never actually made it out there. Yeah. The, the main, the main part was, was right there. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that sure. is. But the the Heisman Trophy was in there. I can't. I don't know that I've ever been. I've seen a Heisman Trophy in person before. Genuine. I've always looked for the uh, Barry Sanders when I've gone to Stillwater. Uh, they have a. They, they've done a really nice job there at Gallagher Iba uh, with their memorabilia, uh, but it's 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 never been there. And I think, I think I saw one at TCU because they've done they've also done a nice job with their uh, memorabilia there at uh, at their new at their Coliseum, their renovated Coliseum. I think they also keep like their beat their national championship trophy from like the seventies oh, yeah. yes. there too. Yeah, yeah, it goes goes way back. So anyway. Well, wow, that's uh, that's really cool. Was the old ball coach there by chance? Uh, if he was, I didn't see him. You didn't see him. Yeah. Well, that's still that's that's uh, extremely cool. Six ten this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three. We have lots to get into today, including an exciting day today for the Lubbock Cooper Pirates. They'll be in regional final action. This is game one. They'll take on Argyle. We'll have the game for you at four o'clock today on one hundred point seven. The score, and then the NBA finals begin tonight between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. First time an eight seed has a chance to win an NBA championship. Uh, I don't have any skin in this game, so I'm fine with either with either team winning. There's a part of me that really wants the Heat to win just because I think Eric Spolster is a really, really good coach and coach, and um, I'd like to see him get one without LeBron. So um, I'm going to root for the Heat. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. feel like we're off to a spirited start today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lynn. I'm Chuck Hines, and we look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, that number is 806-771-0973. And um, do, you, do you feel like, Jamie, you know, like a lot of times when you get into postseason play, uh, really at any level there's a, a refreshed start or a uh, renewed spirit or a, you know, a lot of hope. Do you, do, you get that, do you get that sense that they put, you know, last Saturday behind them and regular season behind them and, and now look at this and going, okay, two more losses and we're done. Um, but also we have a big opportunity here in front of us because frankly, I don't know what everybody's expectations are, but, but they may, they, the team itself and the coaches and you guys, those, those that are close to the team may have the, the highest of the expectations because I think at, at this point in time, people will be like, well, Hey, if you win a game or win a couple of games, then um, that's that's about all we could expect here, kind of based on the the depth of the pitching and the way that the season's gone. But but these guys may may look at it uh, entirely differently and go, and we're we're so to speak playing with house money. We're not even the two seed; we're the three seed here. Um. Yeah, I guess that some of some of that I would probably go along with. I, I mean, I, I basically, I feel like once Monday was selection Monday came about and you found out where you were going and who you were playing, all was forgotten from over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a complete, complete gaunt. I mean, just a complete distant memory. And um, I don't I think while at the time you were disappointed that you were bounced from that tournament. I mean, as of Monday, I don't think that they were disappointed anymore or worried about it anymore they just know that they had they had moved on to bigger and better things um and same thing goes with the regular season for for that matter 
Um, so yeah, I do think there's probably a, uh, a sense of, okay, nothing else from the past matters right now. All, all we focus on is what we have here in front of us. And, um, I'm sure that they know that they're the three seed and not the one or the two. So, um, they have a, a tough task in front of them and I think they get that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that they feel like it's, uh, it's daunting. Um, yeah. like it's impossible. Um, it's definitely a big one. No, no question. And you're not the favorite. Um, I, I think, uh, Jeff was telling me yesterday though, that the, um, the Vegas people have you as the most second likely, uh, to win the regional. Uh, so I don't know if that means anything or not, but, um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think as Red Raider fans specifically, we all have, uh, become accustomed to postseason success. Um, mm-hmm. and even last year where you made it to the regional final, but, uh, but lost there and it didn't advance to a super regional. Um, you were the number three seed there and, and you were able to, to do that and go two and two in your regional. And uh, I, I think there's, as a Red Raider fan, um, I, I don't think that anybody should not have those same expectations that you're going to come here and compete. Listen, I think I think these two teams, Florida and UConn, are really good baseball teams. But um, you know, uh, neither one of them just like scares the living daylights out of you pitching wise. Okay, um, I look at the three weekend starters for Florida, and I see three guys whose ERAs are between four and five. I see the ace for UConn who has a four seven three ERA, and I, I mean. Again, I, I, these aren't teams that are like, hey, they've got three guys with an ERA under two that are starting for you. I, I mean, and, and, and we all know the Red Raiders have had their pitching woes as well. So I, I just I don't look at this regional and, and say, man, Tech has no chance. And I, I'm, I guess I don't, um, I don't hold the same opinion, and I'm not saying it's not fair, but I don't hold the same opinion of, Hey, we're just glad that they made it there. Um, you know, if they win one game, it'll be a surprise and we'll think, Hey, at least they showed up. I I don't, I don't see it that way. As far as I, I Mm -hmm. feel like this team is talented enough, um, to compete with UConn and Florida. And and I don't think it is. I mean, I would be, it would be a shock to me to go 0 two just because Florida A&M, there should be no way that you lose to Florida A&M. Okay. I mean, if you lose to Florida A&M, that the team, just really played poorly. Okay. But, um, it, you know, it just, uh, I, I expect this team to play well to, to compete and I, they're talented enough to play a lot better than they had, than they have during the season. Um, we've seen flashes of really good stuff and we've seen flashes of terrible stuff like you saw at the end of Saturday night. And, um, that's the frustrating part about this team has been the inconsistency, but, I just, we've seen it too many times with Tim Tadlock teams. They just seem to figure it out at the right time. And um, I just, it just feels like to me that, you know, that this team is capable of more. So I'm, I'm really holding out hope that we do see, and maybe that's, that's blind faith on my part. I get it. I get it. But I'm holding out hope that this team, you know, hit kind of, clicks a little bit this weekend and we can see them really put together, whether they come out of the regional or not whether we could see them put together some really good baseball. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't know, I have this, and again, I'm I'm not around this team, so 
I, I just, I'm just kind of just, this is just my gut feel. Okay. And whatever that's worth, but I just kind of have this sense that now that the regular season is behind and you're in the tournament and the big 12 tournament is behind and, you know, expectations may not be what they've been in the past that sometimes when you kind of have all that pressure list lifted off of you, then you, you, you perform relaxed and, and, um, not, not that your intensity is, is less or your focus is more or anything, but you know, sometimes that, that pressure valve gets released and man, you just, you get to pray, play freely and, uh, maybe something special can happen. Any, any word on uh, who might start from a pitching standpoint tomorrow? No, Coach Tadlock is, uh, he'll speak with the media today after practice. They practice here at one o'clock Eastern time. And, um, I'm sure he'll be asked that question. Um, if nobody else does, I'll ask it. Okay. You'll be the man, man with the plan. Would that be your high probing question for the day? Uh, there's really nothing else that he can say that's right. I mean, like, how excited are you? Yeah, for right. Your team to be here, uh, we're really excited. Uh, you, know, yeah. you know, tell us about the matchup with, mm-hmm. you know, UConn. And, we expect that we respect know, them. We, yeah, do we respect them? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, all that stuff that, you know, it's it's good that he has respect and it's good that, you know, he looks forward to the opportunity for his team and all sure. that good stuff. But, but, you know, and nobody's going to ask him as they shouldn't. You know, what are you, who are you going to hit in the cleanup spot tomorrow? <laughs> who do you think bats seven? I mean, it's just, it really doesn't matter that much. It's, you know, it's just guys got to perform. That's really what it is at this point. It's, it's not about coaching. It's guys got to perform. Players got to play. Yeah. Guys got to pitch. And, and I mean, and I was talking to, to Jeff about it yesterday, and we've talked so much this season about, you know, pitching and you know, whether it be the bullpen or the starting rotation or all of this and all of that, and it's all legit, okay? All legitimate fears, concerns, frustrations, all the above. But mm-hmm. when when three, four, five in your lineup, two of them are first-team members in the Big 12, you know, one of them – maybe could have been conference player of the year when they go and combine eight for 18 and drive in five runs. Okay. in in the big 12 tournament in four games, um, that's a big problem. Okay. You need those guys to hit Bazell cash green. They got to hit or you yeah. have no chance, you yeah. have no chance. Okay. And I mean, your stars need to be stars in key moments. And those guys have kind of, you know, really struggled at the end of the season, and it's been a significant drop off. And if that doesn't change, things are not going well here in Gainesville. We'll have uh, Tech and UConn tomorrow at uh, ten thirty in the morning with play by play at eleven, and then uh, if the Red Raiders lose, it'll be ten thirty on Saturday morning. Red Raiders win, it'll be four thirty on Saturday afternoon for our broadcast times. As uh, Tech would face the winner or the loser of Florida and Florida. A and M, and then uh, it continues on Sunday, uh, depending on wins and losses and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, plenty, uh, plenty to get into with uh, Tech baseball as they face UConn in this NCAA baseball tournament. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Brennan Riker, who is in for Jeff McGuire this week. I'm Chuck Hines. I hope that uh, Jeff is getting uh, rested up and uh, taking care of some things. And 
I can only imagine what Monday will be like with a fully rested Jeff McGuire, Jamie. I'm um, sure there'll be many stories. <laughs> be, well, I hope. I hope there's some. Hope there's some stories. Hope there's good stories. Um, all right, lots to uh, get into today. I want to want to first uh, share some things from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Mike says this just got done voting. The All Stars voted for Josh Young and Aaron Judge. And what you can do for the Major League Baseball All Star Game is uh, Jamie just talked about this. Uh, you can go to MLB.com. Um, to vote uh, for the All-Star Game, uh, th- what they'll do is between now and June 22nd, the top two players in each league at each position other than outfield, plus the top six outfielders in each league, will be announced on June 22nd at um, 5 p.m. our time. Then uh, the top overall vote-getter in each league will start in the All-Star Game and bypass the second round of balloting. The second phase, which doesn't carry over from the first, runs from noon on June the 26th Eastern time, so 11 a.m. our time, through 11 a.m. on June the 29th. You can vote once per 24-hour period for that portion of the voting. The remaining starters will be announced on June the 29th at 6 p.m. Pitchers and reserves will be announced on July 2nd at 4.30 our time on ESPN. So this is for the All-Star Game, which will be in Seattle on July the 11th. So... uh, I hope that uh, Josh Young makes an appearance at the All-Star Game. That would be that'd be really, really cool. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Jamie. I can't wait for the first pitch Friday on Double T 97.3. Great time of year. Then uh, series of baseball and looks like a softball. And then I don't know what the black ball means. Uh, what okay. a Baseball, a red ball, and a black ball. So maybe the red and the black for the Red Raiders. We'll take it. I mean, if I'm being Einstein on it. Leave it to Chuck to say something like lightning spikes. JL, you know you wanted to make a smart comment. Ha ha. Did you want to make a smart comment? I I bit my tongue. You bit your tongue. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Risa says this. Chuck has been a long five days moving the kids. Okay. Uh, This, with regard to me and uh, Jamie's daughter, the basketball daughter, uh, offering my... uh, assistance to just retrieve uh, free throws or three-point shots i'm sure you'd teach her your patented hook shot that falls just short with a crying emoji and jamie's response that is what i was afraid of and do we really think chuck would just rebound and not offer advice i don't know about you but i have doubts lol yeah you're you're probably right i feel like i've got to contribute even though when i'm really not needed to contribute so <laughs> there you there you there you go uh so this won't come as any shock to you jamie but yesterday when i got the communique uh from the big 12 about the uh, football start times i i was genuinely giddy jamie i was giddy 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 with excitement over the game times for the uh, five games that were announced yesterday. Um, the first one would be the first home, first game of the season, Texas Tech playing at Wyoming. It will be a 6.30 p.m. kickoff from Laramie. And we'll, of course, have the game on uh, Double T 97.3 and your optimum game day live coverage as well. 
And then the first home game, which is a week later, against Oregon. And I think I think when the when I see the Oregon people here, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them, are you Oregon or are you Oregon? Because you know those some people will say Oregon. Are you Oregon? That that'll be my that'll be my big question. But that'll be a six PM kickoff as well. And then on September the sixteenth against Tarleton State. That, too, is a 6 p.m. kickoff. And then the Thursday night game against TCU uh, will be a 6 p.m. kickoff. And then finally, what we know right now, the day after Thanksgiving at Texas, the last game uh, in the Big 12 against Texas will be a 6.30 p.m. kickoff. So I was just absolutely thrilled with all those night game kickoffs, Jamie. Yeah, I love everyone, but the Tarleton State one. I mean, first, I just don't. I don't love the matchup. It's it's not going to be sure. exciting. Uh, you're. It'll be the stadium will be three quarters empty by halftime, mm-hmm. um, and everybody will be talking about. Oh, we're way ahead. It's late night. We, you know, we're gonna go, and it'll be. That's why Tarleton State needs to be at one o'clock. Mm, you know, at two thirty. Be boiling. Boiling hot. Whatever. I mean, there's going to be nobody in the stadium at the end of that game. Um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, it 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 doesn't feel like a game that's worth the build up. Okay. The rest of it, I'm a, a big fan of all of the rest of it. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, I just if you had your druthers, just, you'd take Tarleton State completely off the schedule. And i I don't yes, disagree. I don't, yes. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's not. It's like, I don't know. It's it is what I totally understand why I have it on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I get it. All the above. No offense to the Tarleton Staters out there. It's just it shouldn't be a um, a competitive game. And if it is, oh boy, we're all going to be nauseous and nauseous. Um, yes. And it just doesn't feel like a game that you need. A, a night game should have a you know a feel of man. This is going to be exciting. This can be dramatic. This this can be fun. I just, I don't, I'm not into waiting all day long for that. Okay. All right. Well, I guess from, from my standpoint, I'm, I'm excited because September 16th could be, you know, still pretty warm and I'm just, you know, thinking about my own personal comfort and, uh, the lucky ladies. And okay. Well, and again, three quarters of the stadium will be gone because it's a blowout and it's at night. And so they're going to go home. Well, and I think regardless of what time you started that game, I mean, you could start that game at eight o'clock in yep. the morning, and you would have yep. you could have the same deal, and and you know you're yep. So let's just get it over with. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's just get it over. I don't with. know. I, I I might the concession lines maybe maybe less, and I might I might be hungry in the third quarter, you know, or the fourth, and be able to go get myself some some popcorn without uh, without waiting in line too much. So I might that that might that's. Got to look at the got to look at the positive, um, but I, I I you know I hope as we're I mean this this to me is all the competitiveness of playing uh, incarnate word in uh, in basketball, which seemed to be a staple on our on our schedules for both the men and the women for uh, a number of uh, number of years. So uh, the Red Raiders um, so they've got five of the twelve uh, games that have been announced, and then. The remaining will be released uh, throughout the season, either on a 12- or a 6-day window. Uh, Tech will host uh, Houston on September the 30th, 
UCF on November the 18th, Kansas State on October the 14th, and then they go to uh, West Virginia, Baylor, BYU, and Kansas. I talked to a guy yesterday, Jamie, who's going to the BYU game, and he's really pumped about it. And yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said, you know, that was his going to be his one road trip game. Uh, was going to uh, BYU, so I thought that was uh, thought that was really really cool. I'll uh, give you a little I mean, in. Go ahead. I was going to say it looks like a fun place to go. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, I mean, you never know. And that time of year, it might be uh, chilly, willy, and maybe a little snow on the ground, or at least in the mountains. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Um, Okay, so I presume that you had plenty of time to think about this since you flew across America yesterday, going from Lubbock to Gainesville. And I'm sure that... uh, we were on your mind in terms of questions that you could ask uh, Brennan and I. So uh, fire away, Mr. Lint. Yep, but I lost an hour, though. True. True. I mean, it was an hour sooner than it should have been. Yeah, right. When right. I got here. So right. Right. I didn't really have time to prepare because uh-huh. of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Okay, I'll come up with something. Okay. All right, so yesterday, Chuck, we mm-hmm. talked about the positive side of things mm-hmm. for the Red Raider football team and what was the position group that you were most confident in. Today, we'll flip it to the other side and say, which position group for the Red Raider football team this year are you still the most concerned about? Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to say that and, until they prove that they can protect the quarterback, um, I and I, I'm, I'm – I've heard all the talk about how much better the offensive line is and how we've brought these guys in and they're they're they played together more and blah 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 blah. But to me, until the offensive line kind of looks like a somewhat oiled machine, and not even well oiled, just enough that they can protect the quarterback, whomever he is, then I'm gonna say to me, offensive line is still question mark, concern you know, point of emphasis. Okay. Brennan? Kind of on the the flip side of that, I'm kind of concerned. I'm not concerned about the talent at the quarterback level. I'm mostly concerned about can they stay healthy. And again, to have a healthy quarterback core means you have a O-line that's going to go out there and protect them but it's been so so long and we talked about it yesterday but it's been so long since you've had a healthy quarterback core I'm not sure if you've had a consistent starter at quarterback since maybe Patrick Mahomes back in the cliff days and I it, it's it scares me to think that we have so much potential right now at quarterback and that can be Put in jeopardy at times if you're not health if injuries subside, especially early at that position. All right, Chuck I, and Brennan, I, I think both of your answers are good. They're in completely different ways of looking at it, but I, I think both of them make sense. I think it's understandable. 
I'm going to the defensive side of the ball. I, I just, you know, I feel like we've had some good linebackers over the last few years. Rashawn Merriweather was terrific last year leading the Red Raiders to tackles. I just don't know who that next guy is for the Red Raiders in the linebacking core. And so, I, I mean, I feel like every year your linebackers are in, incredibly important because, you know, those are the guys that whether it's stopping the run or helping in pass coverage that, that have so much to do that are so important. And I just, I just wonder who's the next guy after Merriweather is done and, and who's, who kind of steps up to be the next great linebacker here for the Red Raiders because we've had some really good ones over the last four or five seasons. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be Josiah Pierre. Um, but I think, you know, the, he, um, he was in all 13 games, started 10 games, 40 tackles, 24 solo. Um, including seven for a loss and four and a half sacks, a pass breakup, a forced fumble, three quarterback hurries. So I think, I think, I think he's the guy, um, that, um, that you're looking at there. And, yeah, and we, and we thought that last year too. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. Um, that's fair. I mean, they don't put all the negative stats in, um, but you're, you're right. Um, so, but, 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 I think and, and I, that, that's not to say that he wasn't good last mm-hmm. year. I just, I just, he, I don't think he made the impact that was that they thought uh, that that was kind of projected upon him. Yeah, that that's fair. So, you know, maybe uh, Tyreek Matthews would be another guy. He's a super senior from Houston. Uh, would be another guy that you might uh, you might take a look at there, um, and potentially. Let me look at his numbers. And this would be a guy that you would really love to see be healthy, and that's uh, Bryce Robinson. He was out all of last year um, with an injury that he suffered in the preseason. So as a sophomore, he was in one game, so maybe maybe not so much. Maybe maybe I just looked at his name and had a, have a, had a remembrance of it. But anyway, uh, I think that's that's probably fair um, uh, to say to say linebackers. Uh, we get this uh, from Syntex Hank. OMG, I agree with Chuck. My biggest concern is the offensive line. Yeah, I think we're all as Red Raiders just kind of jaded at this point. Mm-hmm. As bad as the offensive line is, sure. has been. And I thought you said it exactly right, Chuck. Until until we see them do it, you know, um, you're, you're still going to have doubts because it's been so bad. At the same time, holding out hope that it, it will be much improved. And, and you heard Coach Coach McGuire say that he felt like it could be a strength of the team instead of the weakness. But until we see it happening against real teams, and you'll get a chance to see some real teams early on, but until we see that, it's just uh, man, just a wait-and-see approach, I guess. Well, a couple other guys um, on the outside from a linebacking standpoint, Joseph Adetere and then uh, Steve Linton, I think are – and Linton will probably be the name that you'll hear the most. Um, would yeah, be I, I, again. I don't think of Linton as a linebacker. I think he's a. I get. I, technically, yes, he's a linebacker, but he's a, he's going to rush the quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be stand up there on the on the defensive be covering line. guys and yeah. running guys. Yeah, running guys down the field. Yeah, you're you're thinking more of the traditional guy that's kind of playing off the line that is going to is going to be the guy that's going to stop the running back or. Or yeah. break something up in the I, on the sideline. And I'm all for sending him on blitzes and making mm-hmm. plays behind the line of scrimmage too. But yeah, I'm talking more about a guy that's gonna 
he's going to have to cover down the field a little bit for Traditional. you. Traditional. Yeah, and he's also going to going to be a run stuffer for you. Yeah, and then you might say the same thing about Joseph Adetere because he's six three, he's two eighty, uh, and he plays that okay. that outside linebacker spot too. Um, yeah, and he's a guy that we expect to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had six starts, uh, and he got to play more after Tyree Wilson uh, was injured. And he is uh, he is just a sophomore, so you have a chance to kind of really grow old with him. Um, Linton is a senior, and I think this is his only year that he'll he'll be with the Red Raiders. Um, and then you know another guy, and he's coming back from an injury is Bryce Ramirez, and he also plays it at that outside linebacker spot. But he's six two two fifty, and man, he he just he looks like a beast. Um, you know, after seeing him speak couple weeks ago and just in street clothes let alone pads and a helmet um doesn't really look like somebody you'd want to mess with <laughs> probably probably could say that about the whole roster there's not really anybody that i think that i could take on the roster <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know have you squared down the squared up the kickers a little bit well not yeah because i, I think even even the kickers you know um i haven't um I haven't squared up, you know, against, but I mean, McNamara, he's, he's, he's no small dude. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, uh, the kicker, Gino Garcia, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to mess with him either. I don't want to mess with any of these guys. That's good. That's good. I don't, I don't, wanna... don't be push. Don't be pushing anybody downstairs. No, uh-uh. I've, I've only made that. I've only had that thought once in my life and I was just, I was angry. So that was, mm-hmm. but I didn't, and that's that's the good news. Seven thirty nine this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, this with regard to the uh, offensive line, I'm banking on Cole Spencer, Wilburn, and Stats, all super seniors and grown men. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all fair. But mm-hmm. I, 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 again, I think just because it's kind of like it's kind of like defense. I mean, how many years did we have a new defensive coordinator in a row? How many years did we hear? Well, we've simplified the defense so they don't think as much, or we've changed the weight room, or we've changed our uh, conditioning, or we've changed our diet, or we've changed our scheme, or we've, I mean, damn, we heard it year after year after year after year from every new defensive coordinator that we had, and we finally feel like that we have some emphasis and feel good about our defense, but it, it's it's taken some time to get to that level, and I think, I think we're at that same boat with uh, the offensive line. So now it's just, you know, trusting and hoping they're right. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Brennan Rikers in for Jeff this week, I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today as we come to you from the First United Bank studio. And Jamie is uh, on remote today as he is in Gainesville, Florida with the Texas Tech baseball team. Well, the broadcast tomorrow morning at 1030. First pitch uh, just a little after 11. And then after that, Florida and Florida A&M will play to conclude tomorrow's activities there. And as far as uh, Saturday is concerned, if Tech were to lose to UConn, they would play Saturday morning at 1030. Uh, Should the Red Raiders win, uh, the broadcast time would be 430 on Saturday afternoon. So uh, looking for you to have to uh, do a little work Late in the day uh, on Saturday, Jamie, that would be that'd be optimum as far as uh, things are concerned. 
I would be thrilled to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we'll have uh, coverage of Tech Baseball all weekend long and really throughout the day here uh, today. A couple of things going on today. The uh, Lubbock Cooper Pirates will be playing uh, for the right to go to the state tournament. I said state championships earlier, and somebody nitpicked me on that, but that's fine. I mean, it's they're not no, going to no, play. No, no, no. That's not nitpicking. I mean, that's. I mean, it's a different. There's a big difference there. Yeah, you know, state tournament, but I mean, you're in the state semis, but the, you know, you're. I guess and the championship I, game is only the last. Game. <clears throat> that's that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just we're slicing onions here. Um, we don't call the we don't call the Eastern Conference Finals the NBA Finals. No, we? no, we don't. That's 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 yeah. that's that's probably fair. Anyway, a birth to the state tournament. Okay, it's a birth to the state tournament. Um, and, but we'll have that for you today at, um, four o'clock. This is game one against, uh, Argyle. That'll be on 100.7, the score. They'll play tomorrow at one. We'll have that if necessary, Saturday at one. And you hope that that's not necessary. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what uh, transpires there between those, uh, those two teams. Also the NBA finals, uh, begin tonight. We'll have that for you on, uh, on double T 97, three beginning at, at six thirty, are you interested in this? I want Miami to win. I, yeah. I, I would be okay if either team won, but yeah. um, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm super interested. No. Okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think I would. Uh, I think I would. Sh- I, I, I will. I will say this. I will at least lurk to know what the score is. How about that? I'm just not. I'm not planning my evening. Uh, around it tonight uh or tomorrow or the weekend for for that matter so uh mm-hmm. somebody says this uh new home is also playing a double header today to go back to state as well guys okay yeah that's fair that's cool uh good luck to uh, good luck to them um and uh hope that uh hope that that will uh transpire for for those guys um let's see here new home now they play uh they're playing. Uh, uh, didn't, I don't have it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, the bottom line is they're 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 playing as well. All right, uh, Jamie. What can you tell us about UConn baseball? We need a scouting report. Um, clearly, good baseball team. Forty three wins on the season. They were uh, the conference, the regular season champion in um, in the Big East. They got knocked off by Xavier early in the Big East tournament, uh, fought their way back through to get to the championship, needed to beat them twice, uh, beat them once, and then were up a run going to the bottom of the ninth – or top of the ninth and gave up five Mm. in the top of the ninth and lost 7-3. So they didn't win the postseason tournament, but they were the regular season champ. Um, 77 home runs on the year. That compares to 90 for the Red Raiders. Batting averages, I think, 309 for the Red Raiders, 308 for UConn. Their ERA is about, I don't know, a half a run, not a quarter of a run less than the Red Raiders team ERA. So not much difference there. Um, they've got the conference. They've got 10 grads on this team. A bunch of them are grad transfers from somewhere else, including the conference uh, player in the year who's got an awesome name. Uh, he's my favorite named player in all of college baseball. His name is Freeburger. Freeburger. Okay. 
so I'm a huge fan of his. Okay. Um, uh, what else? Uh, five straight NCAA appearances for him, nine times since 2010. So it's a program <clears throat> that's been in the in the postseason a good amount. Um, their their ace, who I expect to see tomorrow, is a guy that his ERA is 4.73. So it's not like they're rolling out a guy there that's, you know, got a 2.22 or something where he's been unhittable all season long. Uh, this is a guy that you would think that you can get after. It looks like their bullpen is pretty stout. Okay. So you don't want to get behind and get into a bullpen battle with them. You want to get after this starter guy and, and see if you can put up some runs. So um, Quigley is the, uh, the ace's name. I assume, like I said, I assume he'll start tomorrow for them. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, their numbers don't just wow you. Their record is impressive at 43 and 15. They Again, they played in the Big East, which um, which is not the level of competition that you're going to see in some of the other Power Fives. But uh, really good baseball program that just is pretty consistent and wins a whole bunch. But I think it's a, it's a game that you have to feel like you have a really good shot in. All right. Uh, one, one question for you is – do you think that the Red Raiders will play this game a little differently based on what happened last year with the heavy air? In other words, do you think that you might see a little bit of a change in, in strategy from the Big 12 and maybe station to station or a little more small ball? Or do you, is, is that too, too much of a, of a drastic change from what you've been doing? Well, I would say uh, I'll just speak to yesterday, Chuck. It was not humid here at all yesterday. Okay. Um, whether that continues throughout the weekend, I, I don't know. Um, do do I think that they'll change how they play if it is? That's a good question, Chuck. I thought you would have seen this team play more small ball this year than it did. Uh, we talked about that a little bit this week earlier, mm -hmm. and they haven't. Um so I, I'm not really sure. That's a hard one for me to answer. As, as you know, I would like to see that. I'm a fan of mixing things up a little bit more. I'm a fan of using your speed. I'm a fan of um, putting runners in motion, which forces position players to move around, and that opens things up and forcing guys to make a play. And um, I, I'd like to see more of that, especially when you see the middle of your lineup not producing – you know, big numbers when those guys are struggling, sometimes maybe that can get them, get them going with something different going on. So um, I'd like to see more of that, uh, whether we will see uh, that I'm not, I'm not 100% certain. I do think it matters the, the weather and, and how the, how the ball's carrying. I think that factors in as well. Uh, any, any changes do you think to the lineup or the batting order um, going into uh, tomorrow's game? Um. No, I don't really think so. Um, I, I, you know, you've got some guys near the bottom of your lineup that are really hitting it well, you know, and 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 Vulatic and and Hudson White. Um, could you see them move up and see Gavin or Austin Green move down? Maybe that's possible. Um, that's that's possible. Um, the guys at the top of the lineup, Hester and Harrelson, have been doing a really good job. So. Um, you know, I, I they're not moving anywhere. You just need guys behind them to hit. Uh, I guess the only question really is, is 
do you stick with Dylan Carter in center field, even though he's struggling so much with the bat again? Um, and to keep Harrelson in right, or do you um, do you do you keep Harrelson in center and save Carter for a defensive replacement late in games? This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.